0: Attention Pokemon players, you're listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. On today's episode, Chuck plays in his first winning in. Jake tries to recover from Udonks. And a new meta begins now.
1: Chuck, how are we doing today, my friend? How are we doing? I am doing good. It has been a long and busy weekend. And yes it has it has right. um before we get
0: into you know this weekend in Baltimore is there anything else <laughs> that, that happened um to you for you whatever um in the last week that's uh, of note
1: no, no nothing too crazy of note new um just uh, just a lot of driving this week yep uh, <laughs> just when you have to drive to the drive in the regionals when you add that on top uh, it's just a lot of driving
0: Right. Yeah, it was a good practice for me because, like I said, I am going to be driving to Peoria, which is like a nine and a half hour drive for me from Pittsburgh. Uh, It's going to be rough, um, especially if I do well on the way back going into work. Um, Not looking forward to the drive, but looking forward to, you know, another opportunity to compete, Um, especially, you know, after playing in Baltimore. um, You know, there was a lot of ups and downs uh, overall. I feel like I learned a lot of lessons. Uh, about myself about what I should um you know allow my opponent to do or get away with I guess um and all that fun stuff um but yeah week was a little bit crazy a lot of driving um yeah. a little crazy with uh with the seven year-old being excited to go to his first reasonals ever <laughs> yeah, how was that
1: how was that yes. how was that
0: uh, it was it was wow. great um he didn't do too well uh, overall there was a lot of kids that had a lot more experience uh than him. Uh, but, you know, he he got to get some games in. He still had some fun. Uh, ultimately, he got some packs just for playing. Um, he got that sweet uh, Garatina mat um, and also just getting to hang out with, uh, with the gang uh, from Pittsburgh and just taking some pictures and everything. He was in awe um, of the right. venue. Um, so it, it seemed like he had a pretty good time. So I was pretty happy about that.
1: That's good. That's good. Anything else for you this week?
0: uh no no not except for work just being crazy and it's just it every time I think I'm gonna get a little bit of reprieve and I can focus a little bit more on on Pokemon uh, and the family and you know just home life in my house um you know work just keeps on giving me more work like overtime is a treat and. <laughs> I I hear you. I'm. I'm, I don't understand why they keep saying overtime is so positive because oh we get more money. Uh, I don't care. I'm at the point in my life I care. I value my time more than money.
1: (laughs) I hear you. Yes, overtime they handed out like candy at my work too, and I'm just like I'm okay with the uh, standard at the moment.
0: So I work a a job that I do for tens and, you know, Monday through Thursday, and they're trying to get us. Well, they're, they are, our, our overtime is normally Fridays, but they're even asking for volunteers for Saturdays and Sundays for 10 hour shifts. Like there's no weekends. Um, I can't do that. Plus we have, you know, we had Baltimore this last weekend, is yeah. coming up. Plus the one K in the middle already made plans paid for all of that stuff um not changing it. Um sorry work. <laughs> I'm not coming into to work overtime <laughs> any more than I have to.
1: Yeah, I hear you on that one.
0: But yeah, so that, I mean that's a pretty good recap. Um you know, a lot of work unfortunately, but a little bit of Pokemon. Um but we had a pretty excited weekend um, of Pokemon play. Yeah, um big
1: big first regional of the week, of the season.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was super fun. Um I I don't have the list in front of me. I know Chuck you do if you want to give off a rundown of the top four and yeah. you know who was there
1: so this is a, is a, a pretty crazy top eight and top four uh, a lot of eclectic stuff from what we've been seeing in the meta as of late um, so the top four ended up ha- we did have a Mew in there uh, Isaac molaski which he made the finals with Mew uh, against the eventual winner which was uh, Piper Lepine, a brand new masters player just just a uh, group grew- uh, what did they call it Moved up, up, division, yeah. division up, uh, and took her first regional win uh, with uh, Radiant and Zard. Not her and first regional not win not, overall. Well, it was her first master, first masters. Win, I should say. I have to add that in there. Yes. But, um, but then we also had uh, Drew Kennett did really well with the Reggie Box. And then, that one was a little crazy because of what they only had one Reggie Steel in there. <laughs> yeah, only one Reggie Steel living dangerously
0: uh, for those techs, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, one. I, I think I remember seeing the list. It was three Leckies and three Dragos, and only one Steel instead. I guess for that but it was right. pretty crazy. And he made it all the way to the top four. So I don't know if people are going to be able to get away with that
0: now that uh, <laughs> we might have to st- keep a, a sharper eye on the reggies
1: that are in play and in the discard pile yeah because everyone's going to be going i'll take i'll take the uh reggie steel please right. and i'll right. knock that out right <laughs> and uh last uh, they had uh Makani tran with top four uh ice rider calyrex and palkia so it made it all the way to top four it was nice to kind of see
0: um ice rider palkia you know do well with the italian engine Um uh, and from what i've seen and heard you know there was a lot more um, focus. There was still focus on the Ice Riders, of course, but there was more. You know, Pauki has been kind of taking a back seat, but it seemed like it was in the forefront of the strategy. What was nice
1: to see. Mm-hmm. I and I can't not shout out uh, the top one guy that made top eight, um, Jack Moore, with a, a mill tank more Peko control deck. Right, took just. Left fielded everybody in this. Left fielded uh, uh, everybody uh, in this uh, meta, so he he took it all the way to top eight. Yeah, and, and so I he, think Mellow Magic
0: harp said it best: like, why didn't we see that game on stream when we saw Mew Mirror matches?
1: <laughs> well, uh, I think I saw Chip kind of explain they were going to put him on stream when he played. I think they were going to put him on stream when they paired Piper and him together, mm-hmm. it, but Piper. Just conceded to go eat lunch or something. She That's just, fair. She, That's fair. She just conceded the game to him, even though it's an incredibly good matchup for her, for whatever reason. Because I, I guess he can't really stall her with the mil tanks, obviously. But right. um, because they eventually met, met in the top eight, and and uh, Piper won. But, Maybe she
0: just didn't want to give away, um, you know, any secret texts, you know, through that first matchup, which is yeah. is definitely important during a closed deck. deckless kind of a tournament.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That was, but Chip said that's when they were going to put her on, on Twitter. That's when he said they were going to put him on stream, but they ended up not playing the game. So right. they had a, they had the audible.
0: Makes sense. And one <laughs> other shout out as far as players, um, I want to give uh, Michelle Babin and Zach Lesage a shout out for, I think being the first uh you know husband and wife to play each other in a in a cut round.
1: Yeah, made day two and then had to get paired against each other. Right.
0: And I I, I was in the middle of driving home at that point, but I, I sure hope they would have thought about putting that one on stream
1: too. I don't know if they did or not. I don't think they did put it on stream, but I think uh Michelle took that too. Yes, Michelle did take it. <laughs>
0: um, which you know I'm super pumped for her for making a, a huge run. Um I think she said that was her first time making cut. So it was great seeing her be, you know, being able to hit the next level.
1: So, yeah, that, I mean, that was a good roundup of what did well. I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more, too, uh, maybe a little later. But, I mean, other than that, uh, we were there. We saw a lot of the same things we've been seeing um i do i do want to point out that one stonejourner made it pretty far in the tournament as well right i was super pumped about that because i like that deck but
0: oh no yeah i I, i'm just wondering did they play
1: dan i don't know no i don't think they (laughs) i don't think they played dan that's why they didn't take it (laughs) schoolgirl is definitely a better way to draw four cards i mean Uh, you're not wrong Uh, yeah, but,
0: but um, aside from you know that before we go into our runs, was there any anything else that you wanted to um, talk about as far as the regional experience? Uh,
1: no. I mean, uh, not specifically on on uh, like who did well and whatnot. I mean, right. I, I, I I think I think our our group did pretty well. Yeah, um, group, I want to give a
0: shout out to our group because I know. Um, We had a a huge showing. I think there was like probably 10 of us. I I would have to like go in my head and talk about all of them. Um, We all had pretty good runs. Um, I think most of us were on like the cusp of making cut um, right there. Um, Nobody had like any horrible runs. So it was pretty good to see our group um, compete uh all of us compete for you know a cut spot for points for all of that kind of stuff so our group is definitely improving and it's great to see that overall um so i can't wait to see our you know our pittsburgh locals just continue to grow uh, yeah, and make, our, make pushes
1: i was gonna say our group was competing pretty much the whole day for for reason right like um kind of not just filling their day they were they were competing for purposes Right. Um. So that it, it is nice to see, and I mean, it's nice to have a, a large group too when you go. So it um, is. You just congregate. Uh. Kind of yeah. Kind of like hopefully, uh, build, build a confidence and and
0: energy off of each other. Exactly. Too. I mean, sharing ex- each other's successes, and you know when stuff happens that um, is not going well for you know you know you're there for them um i know you've given me many a hugs this weekend because <laughs> some bad things happened to me and i guess i i guess i'll start with my run this weekend okay. um it, it there was a lot of ups and downs so um and and there's you know i definitely want to talk about um what we should you know what standard we should hold our opponents to um but that will be you know after we talk about our run um but First first round, uh, and I had no issues really with any of my opponents. Um when I when I say standard, I wasn't trying to mean that's like a negative thing necessarily. because um, all my opponents were were super chill, awesome. Um, even if they weren't super talkative, there was no like bad vibes um at yeah. all. Uh, but my first round um played against the mu V Max. Um and Unfortunate, muted, mu things. It started out where I had a a very poor opening hand. Let me start prefaces by saying I was playing um, Palkia or Arceus Pikachu with Crobat and uh, Decidueye with, you know, a couple random texts there that maybe not you wouldn't expect. Um, But had a poor opening hand um, and then muted, mu things. Game two was a little bit closer. Um, but then Mew ultimately, um, you know, got out of path. Like it was nothing every time I pat them, um, you know, it was muted. Mew things, uh, wasn't able to, you know, sustain there. So I started off with a loss, um, going into, you know, my second match played against the Reggies. Um, I don't believe he had, I think he had more than one Reggie steal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, that one was a very entertaining, close game. It went to three. Um, I made a. Miscalculation or misassumption in game one, and it cost me. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, when we talk about, um, you know, uh, going into, um, you know, call judge calls because there was a judge call, which again, no negative aspect, but it definitely was educational. Um, I was wrong on my assumption, um, but this, that, or anything, uh, ended up pulling that one out. Um, and then the next two, um, was very disappointing for me because I, I ran into Mew. I ended up going first. I had a really good start. Um, I threw, I I ultimately had, you know, an active Pokemon. I had, uh, the, my active Pokemon was, um, my one prizer as the Bidoof. I had the extra Bidoof on the bench, Arceus with energy, had a Crobat set up. So I had a pretty optimal turn one, um, to be able to set up against it. And of course, um, Mew does Mew things. Um, even with the path out there, turn one, they just bump it, they get the the El- Elisa sparkle, um, they get the the damage modifier, they get the poke catcher, hit heads, of course, um, and then you know, just gust up my Pokemon or, or my my Arceus and then knock it out. Um, so no chance there. Um, I I don't think I could have played a better turn one as far as like you look at the board state and you're set. Um it just ultimately that sometimes that's what Mew does. And then literally the next game, the same thing happened to me. Um, so I was very frustrated into into that. And then uh um I was quickly eliminated the next round uh after four um as far as cut contention. Um playing against a um an aggron deck. Um and I was still a little bit on tilt after that Mew. In game one, and I actually was doing pretty well, and I um, took a knockout, and I was kind of winning the match in the first game. Uh, And go after I took my first knockout, I was putting the energies on, and I forgot to grab my prizes, and then you know ultimately, you know, came back to my next turn, and I hadn't taken those. Um, I didn't even call for a judge because I knew I messed up and didn't get it. And I didn't want to waste time because, you know, it was a long game. So um, ultimately a two prize penalty, um, which ended up costing me that game. Um, And then, you know, lost another one to the agron because he popped off and used the zigzagoon ping to then just KO me. Um, So I was pretty upset because I feel like I could have played that that matchup better, obviously, with not... um, you know, forgetting my prizes um, with a couple small game decisions um, outside that. Um, but then I decided after, hey, I, I'm going to push this out. I I want to make for points, right? I was still well within the, you know, the, you know, possibility of doing that. And then I um, rattled off four wins in a row um, against a, a variety of decks, um, including beating a Mew that did the same thing to me in game one. And I bounced back in game two and three to win so I was proud of myself there played against a uh a, a char uh, a radiant charizard deck very similar to piper's list and ended up beating that list uh two games to none uh in a it, it was still both games are very close um and then going into the last round uh I was sitting at uh five and three uh with easily a chance to make it um but my resistance was rather low because you know um you know losing th- that many games that early um just lends itself to that um and then talking with a bunch of you know you guys uh in our locals um part of the testing group um all that fun stuff they're like I wouldn't intentionally draw because you're probably bubble out of points in which ultimate really I think I made the right decision and not um IDing um and playing it out and I was playing against another Radiant Zard deck yeah uh, well, they people did bubble out of points with that record. Right. And I believe I would have um, with my resistance. So, I mean, I ultimately think I made the right decision and I appreciate the feedback I got from, you know, everybody that was in my corner there. Um, And then ultimately I just lost a heartbreaker. Um, I feel like both sides played it very well. I don't feel that there was necessarily any misplays um, on my end, nor was it on my opponent's end. Um, I made a really good play at the end, you know, being able to put myself in position to win, um, doing the path Roxanne play at the end, um, just needing one more turn to, you know, get another knockout with my Pikachu. Um, and then ultimately, you know, he just needed two prizes, um, you know, finding everything he needed getting out of that path, Roxanne, getting the Gus play with the Charizard, um, on, like, a, uh, on, on a crow on the bench, um, was a heartbreaker to me. I was very, very upset um, because I feel like, aside from that Agron matchup, I feel like my play for the most part was pretty clean. Um, Obviously, Mew variants went very, very badly (laughs) against me. Um, And I wish I had those matchups back, but I guess that sometimes that does happen. Um, But I was very appreciative of you, Chuck, because that was probably the lowest I've been because I feel like I made a pretty good comeback with that four four in a row and putting myself in a pretty good position. I was very down on myself. I think I had my head down for a good five minutes, um, you know, walling in my sorrows. But you were the first one to come up to me, and you just gave me a big hug um, before I even realized um, how you did, um, because you had a winning in on that same round. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, uh, but I, <laughs> I appreciate, you know, the support there. Um, there is a lot of ups and downs in the game of Pokemon, Um, but even in the downs, um, you know, you're there for me and I know there are so many more people in my corner. Um, and that means the world to me. Um, and you know, I just want to do you guys proud, our community proud. And I, you know, I'm always about continuous growth and I know I'm pushing out there and I know all of us are, and I just, it hurts to get close and, and have some good, good play. Um, and then, you know, ultimately just fall short in that last game. Um, emotional roller coaster but i i mean i'm gonna do it all again and this time i'm not gonna have you guys in my corner because i think i'm going uh, actually i might have nolan to come with me um but aside from that i don't think there's going to be like that big group that we had this time around um yeah. but again overall i mean pokemon wise it was still a good experience with the ups and downs um and i feel like you know over overall there was some lessons learned there um But ultimately, even going back to when we we did that first uh, like 2K at at full grip um, and talk about that mental fatigue with, you know, staying hydrated and food and stuff like that, I feel like that definitely was a hurdle that I've overcome since. Um, So I feel that, you know, later in the tournaments, I still am just as focused, and I do, you know, think that that's, you know, a great thing. So hopefully, eventually, we'll, I'll get to that winning in. Uh, I will. I won't even have to get to a win and in. I'll just be in. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So there, you know, there, again, lots of lots of positives uh, along with the negatives. So you just gotta continue to grow, I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and um, I've seen one tweet. One tweet stood out to me that I saw this weekend. Just uh, you know, everyone puts puts out tweets and how people did mm-hmm. and whatnot, but. Uh the man, uh Gabe Smart, I like him a lot. Oh like yeah, he had he's a, one he of my a, favorites, hundred percent. Yeah. He had a great tweet about uh to reply to somebody just like feeling down about their performance. And you just gotta realize like you're gonna fail a lot, Pokemon. You just gotta get up and keep keep the drive going. Like you're there's gonna be a lot of downs. You just gotta keep going, going at it, and eventually you're gonna break through and it's gonna feel great. Right.
0: I mean Gabe Smart, like you said, like he is a great player. He's consistently up there. Um, last season, I uh, since you know this was last season was our first actual season, mm-hmm. um, I noticed him at the you know top eights, top, uh, top cuts, um, you know, very consistently. And even even he had a bad day. He, he ultimately went 222. Um, and just wasn't you know it wasn't there for him um but i know we're gonna see him at peoria and i wouldn't be surprised if he won it because like he is that kind of a player um so ultimately i think there's always lessons learned and i know it's harder to be honest with yourself um when stuff like that happens um and obviously you're gonna have bad variants like the like the Mew matchups i maybe there was like one or two small things but a lot of those games ultimately came down to just Mew doing Mew things. Um, For me, like, it was like that Aggron game where it's like, don't forget every one of your sequences, taking prizes, um, you know, remembering every ability. Like, I kind of was caught off guard with Aggron being able just to one-shot stuff uh, for the most part because that energy cost is so great. I, you know, I wasn't necessarily expecting that, especially in the first game where he wasn't taking prizes off my Pikachu. Because my Pikachu blocks damage for basics, but you know um, everything else is very
1: susceptible to that one KO. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's, it's everything's in the details. I mean, I had my own runs of oh, run-ins with that. So right, well, I mean <laughs> that's enough about my run. Um,
0: like I said, there's a lot of ups and downs, <laughs> but I want to hear about your run because, as I alluded to in the intro, you had a win and in. Yeah, um, but I before mean, we get uh, to the
1: winning in, let's let's get to the journey to the winning in. It was a roller coaster ride to the winning in, let's just say. Uh, because I did not get to the winning, end, I did not get the I didn't take the easy route to the winning in. Yeah. Say that. Um, so you know, I got I got I got the whole I had to go one-one one in into round, you know, into round four. So I got the win, the loss, the tie, all in the first three rounds. Um but I mean I started the day with a nice win. Um, I should say what I was playing. Um, I was playing Ice Rider with the Palkia, uh, with the kind of an even split. Uh, the only, I mean, there's one extra Ice Rider in the deck, just one extra Ice Rider V in the deck mm. to the Palkia, so it's an even split with the Barrel No Inteleon. Um, that's something we talked advice. about. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. We 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 uh, talked about that beforehand, and I ultimately liked it a little bit more than the Inteleon, and. still like it more than the intellion um uh there's a lot of times just drawing cards worked Um, right so and i (laughs) i will i will say you have made me a believer in pukumuku um (laughs) yes uh, i i I don't know why people don't if if you play a riddy i don't know why people don't play it Uh, and i can see it in some turbo decks i guess but i still would put it in turbo decks right it's just you always can get something with Aridia, like, and it just it just gets one one more card, like it's just one more card. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if you don't have room, it is worth. I mean, if you have something more important, but um, for me, it was clutch late game because right. you, especially right. later later in the rounds, because that's one thing. Uh, I am kind of proud of myself is I didn't get too old. One I only got two owed one time. So I took everyone the three games except for one opponent. Yeah. So I was able to win a game in every matchup except for my one opponent, Reagan, who schooled me in the mirror match. Right. So <laughs> um and that I mean I learned I actually learned things that match because uh I watched him play with my prize math so that I couldn't win the game. So uh that's where I actually learned things in that. So right. There's always lessons to be learned, even in the painful ones. <laughs> Yep. uh so that was my 1 2 0 oh, but i i started off with a win i had a heartbreaker tie and i got to give michael like the in the second round because i had the game we went to time and the guy just made the right play in the second to last turn to boss Badoof into the active and i could not retreat him i had game in hand on the board i could have i could actually have retreated him in another turn he could not attack. Like, I just needed one more turn after turns to, to take the knockout. But yeah, um, he made the right call, and we ended up in a tie. So that was a, that was kind of one I wish I had, even though it kind of wouldn't have mattered. Still had three losses on the day, which, uh, spoiler. Um, but uh, came back with another win, uh, lost to Reagan, so went back and forth. So I was at – I had to riddle off three wins, four wins in a row to to, to get face- basically three wins in a row to get to my winning in uh which um i came up in round nine against the one match i did not want to play right. uh, reggie's uh finally hit reggie's uh and still went three games i ended up winning uh making empoleon as my only defense against reggie's work uh but i made a blunder in game three that where i said earlier it's all in the details Mm-hmm. Uh, because I basically just made a a bad decision in my setup in that, you know, I was going second, so I got the Aridia battle VIP pass play, and I just made the dumb call of putting Palkia as my Pokemon for Aridia and then another Palkia and, and and Empoleon for my VIP pass,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which makes my Empoleon go to the bench, which I wasn't thinking. Right. So I left Empoleon. Um, I, I After I made the play and I realized I had to bench him, I was like, he should not be benched right now. And he should not have been benched right now because next turn he was bossed and KO'd by, the, by uh, Isaiah, the Reggie player. And I didn't – I mean, I still made a game of it, uh tried my best, but he ultimately took it in the end uh, because I could not stall him out with the Empoleon right. to, you know, hopefully get one or two – free knockouts with him before he accelerates the prize counts that I can't keep up with.
0: Yeah. uh, I mean, Empoleon definitely needs to be out there for two to three turns to really buy you that turn before they get the path to shut you off. Um, But I'm not sure if he was
1: playing it. Yeah, exactly. So if he wasn't Um, showing it that, yeah, that's uh, that's because that's Empolion won me the second game. I took three prizes and he conceded. He was like, I'm done. So it makes me think he either didn't have the path left in his deck or his prize. But he didn't have a way of getting he rid of that in Poli. He
0: didn't show. He didn't show path. Yeah. Is
1: what you're saying? Yeah, he didn't show it uh, at all during any of the games. He was running. Po- I don't know if he plays it because he was running Poker Stops, which hey. low key I liked. Everyone, some of my opponents playing Poker Stops. I wasn't playing a I, lot of states. Yeah,
0: my um, my Reggie player was playing Pokestops too, and there was several times where he used it and and got rid of cards he didn't want to get rid of.
1: I, that's the risky play, and I I hit myself with that uh, in a Mew matchup. But um, late game, later in the game, or seeing it, there's multiple times where I was like, I can take a calculated risk here because I don't like, I'm not missing Pokemon. I'm literally looking for an item. I'm looking for a cross switcher. And I can, if I hit it, I get it. And right. I get it. Like, so they're, they're, literally, they're helping me get my cross switchers because it's just giving me that extra draw power mm-hmm. when I'm also maybe drawing four cards with the barrel. Uh, and and uh, a couple more with maybe a Melanie or something like that on the turn. So yeah. um, it was it was <laughs> I, I I low key like Pokestop, but I, I'm not going to put it in the deck. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was my run. Came down to the Reggie's match. Uh, I I missed the winning in. Uh, it was kind of a killer. I kind of saw the writing on the wall when he flipped the card over because I was very unconfident about that matchup because. Right. Empoleon is not an answer, but I mean, he's the answer, but he's not the oh, it's an automatic win. <laughs> yes, it. it's not, it's not, especially an with it's the like ropes a, out there, automatic. they can
0: push push him onto the bench. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so there, you know, there is something to be saying to having double Empoleon, um, in that kind of matchup. So if they tried the rope play, you can just give another, uh, Empoleon, but um, yeah, I, I, I feel your pain, my friend.
1: Yeah. And, it, it is what it is on that matchup. I was happy with a lot of how the rest of the day went. I went, I did really well against Mew, which is what I geared I wish, my deck towards. I, I did really um, well against Mew. Uh, I, I mean, I, that's what I thought we were going to see a lot of. So that's why I wanted something that was just going to kind of not necessarily body the deck, but I had a lot of uh, KO potential in right. that deck for Mew. Um, and the only loss. I lost one game to Mew because it was a wild game. Like we, uh, it, I watched Mew do new things, which you've done. So he won game one. Uh, then I donked him in game two. So we had played two games in under 10 minutes. And then we played 30 minute, a 30 minute final game three, which he pulled out. So um, yeah, it, it is what it like. That's just one when you're, when you're playing a best of one, it goes anyway. So, oh, for sure. Um, and like you said,
0: we've already kind of said, this Mew does Mew things. Um, and I'm sure many people, you know, over our followers are either bent on the Mew side doing you things or been against it, where literally you can play, you know, your turn one perfectly and it still doesn't matter. So, yeah. ultimately, <laughs> we'll see if Mew can get past or if it
1: dies here. Um, but it's okay, one we'll of the reasons why it's though. still <laughs> a great deck, but uh, ultimately. <laughs> That left uh, – uh, my my day, I finished uh, 5, 3, and 1, uh, 208th place overall. So I finished in the top 56, 256. Uh, I was one of the lucky ones because I had said it earlier. Some people at with that same record bubbled out of Yeah, points. so like
0: – yeah, like I, I would have – if I would have taken that idea, I would have finished with the same record. Um, but guarantee I would have missed it because my resistance from being, you know, those earlier rounds um, definitely – Um, you know, it hurts my resistance. You, you are up there um, competing all day um, and you weren't even eliminated um, from day two contention until that last game. Um, So I, like I said, for me, ultimately, I think it was a good decision to play. Um, For you, you were in a good spot to get points, even if you lost um, just because your resistance um, was just that much better.
1: Yeah. Um, I did play, I did have a lot of good opponents and and multiple of them made day two. So um, uh, that kind of makes me feel a little bit better because I mean, I ran some stiff competition, still had a respectable record and left with some points for the day, yeah, uh, which I, I for the jealous. first of the season, I'm happy with, I mean, that's my, my first points I've earned for Pokemon. So, right. There we yeah, go. Let's go Chuck. on the board. Only 470 more to go. Apparently. So. I wish I was in your, in your, um, shoes right now. Well, All you're right. You'll have plenty of opportunity here in Peoria to, to. Hopefully overtake me.
0: Hopefully that is the plan. Um, We, we shall see. I did, we did learn some lessons and I kind of want to get now um, into, you know, what we should, you know, our opponents play, what we should let them, you know, what we should tolerate um, on our, on the opposite side of the board. Um, What are some good things, some bad things um, that maybe there is some stigma against. Um, So I I do want to, you know, first and foremost, um, pace of play um talk about pace of play um, cuz that definitely affected me in game 1 uh where my opponent um never just fought stopped um but like I said I I did break out my first hand um and I I conceded after se- uh, 7 minutes um mm-hmm. and that was going into my second turn when he just kind of you know did what he needed to do um and there was no realistic chance that I could you know come back um, my last game, my second game, which I ultimately lost again. So I, not to say I would have necessarily won because Mew does Mew things. Um, and Mew did Mu things in game two, just maybe not as early. I didn't finish my, my second game until five minutes before round was called. Um, yeah. and it was a hundred percent. Um, well, it was on my opponent taking too long between each action, thinking about it shuffling and i even you know i didn't straight out call him out saying hey can you hurry up your play which i ultimately put that on me because i should have um but there there's too much you know taking too long to make a decision shuffling the deck doing it all over again shuffling the deck um and again that was on me where i should have called judge um or or at least um talk to my opponent say hey can you please please pick up the pace Um, And I I don't believe that there was any malintent on his part or trying to slow play me Um, necessarily. I think that's just how, you know, some players process the game differently, but there still should be a standard at what you should minimally act as far as decision-making. So ultimately, yeah, that was my one and only instance where uh, pace of play was an issue for me. Um, All my other opponents, you know, we we could have easily finished our games. Um, in some there the the that well the last couple matches where we ended in two, we still had time to finish, um, a third game, um, win or loss, oh, yeah. um, and, and even in one prize matchups and, and Mew there is a lot of shuffling, but there's also a lot of easy decisions to make, um, like playing a cryomatic, uh, don't decide for for a minute to decide what card you're gonna discard um when you're gonna cram a matic because it should be pretty obvious. Um even yeah. if you have to get rid of a resource you don't want to do. Um sometimes you have to do that in you just to get your board state running. Um, that's the risk new players play, right? So just make yeah. the decision. Don't don't stall on it. Um, but again, ultimately I put that on myself because I did not call them out.
1: Well that's if you if um this is one thing I, I don't I mean <laughs> I probably, if you put me in with a coach, uh, they probably have a bunch of things that they say I should do. But if you're, I don't actively keep track of time. But if you are keeping track, um, you have said it's 17 minutes. You have a a game pretty much. If you know your game one goes over 17 minutes, you have to play faster because. Right. I mean, even
0: if like, so the thing is like, even there were multiple times where a game win or lost, went 20-25 minutes but the pace of play um was not the reason it was just a back and forth game when there was like good decisions on both sides but when it's like especially like that first game that seven minute game uh, i understand you takes a while um and there's definitely things you can do to speed it on but like that cramomatic kind of thing that happened several times it's like just just eat your your resources um they're pretty simple decisions
1: even even if you're you're th- like you think the game's just going you know you're not really concerned about pace of play per se, but you notice your your game went 20 minutes. Um, you might like I, not that you're calling anyone out. We just might just make a general statement like, well, we took 20 20 minutes. We if we want to get to three games, we need to pick up the play a little bit. Right. That's all. Um. I mean, I I myself got called out for. You know, picking up the play a couple of times because.
0: So you you um, this even this tournament,
1: even this tournament, uh, and let me ask you because
0: since so, so, so I always feel awkward ask like to ask that question when when somebody since I, you just said you were on the other side of that coin when somebody says that to you, are you taking offense
1: or getting mad at your opponent? No, Um no, because I don't I don't get offense because I know sometimes I can get stuck in my head mm-hmm. uh, where. Uh, with a decision on exactly what you want to grab and in certain things like if most of the time it's something where you're like trying to figure out like the six things you're trying to do with right yeah like i are trying that. to get through um and you're doing that and i just like you you say like you get stuck in that you're like I, I get this i get this and you sit there for a little too long and they say something and you're like oh you're right i, I usually just say i'm sorry i was just trying to get through this play in my head and i go and i just start th- i get the process moving Right. Um, And I pick it up a little bit because I know sometimes I can do that a little bit. I haven't really right. had to call anyone out. I ever myself. I mean, I've seen some people play slow, um, but. I don't know. So, I, like, I, I don't really see the need to. I haven't seen the need, but um, I, I got called out one or I think it was just one time. Uh, and then I picked up the pace and the, the deck picked up the pace too and made it a lot easier on me. So, I, I mean, uh, that's right. It, it happens. Uh, it is, and it's not, I don't want you really, like, as a player on both ends, I don't think you should be offended by it. Because right. ultimately, we both want to, like, I think both players want to play a complete best of three in the 50 minutes. I right. think they I, all I, want to do that. I um, agree with
0: that. The, the only issue I would have, and, and, and I'm not saying this was my opponent uh, strategy, is going into a matchup saying, I am going to win game one and just, you know, slow play and not get through. Um, that I would have a, de- a definite problem, but I think 90, 95% of players um, do, or are in that category you just said, um, where they would like to, you know, play it out, win, loss, or draw, Um, you know, get through three games. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, that's definitely me. Um Obviously, it, like, with your tie in in the round two, I don't think your opponent necessarily was saying, hey, I'm going to try to tie them. But in that last game state where a tie actually is way better than a loss, um, he yeah. absolutely made the right play. But it didn't seem like, you know, he's necessarily um, slow playing you to try to draw out a tie. No, um, we, that's a we, very we're... end, you know
1: we weren't slow playing either. Like, I don't think either one of us were going slow. No, that was game three. That was right. a, a rubber. Like it was literally a rubber match. Uh, uh, we were just going back and forth and I was just finally picking up the pace in KOs. Cause uh, and then uh, I think he had unfortunate pricing or something like that where he couldn't draw a lot of stuff at that point. Cause I, I think it was, that game I was bossing around his movie max. So like, right. he couldn't, he couldn't KO my ice rider. So he bossed instead for the tie. Like that right. was literally, I uh, mean,
0: and again, that was the right play for him at that moment, but it, it doesn't sound like, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with playing for the tie when you do not have a win con, especially when you've drawn out and attempted to take a win uh, throughout the whole series. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's jump from pace of play um, over to judge calls because this was the first tournament. I actually had a judge call um, where ultimately went against me, um, but it was a learning experience. And uh, again, no offense called when uh, my opponent, you know, called judge. He, of course, beforehand, he's like, Hey, I, I'm i not hundred percent clear on this ruling. Cool. If i call judge, I'm like, absolutely. Um, and there was, it definitely was eye opener for both of us. So um it was in my round 2 playing against the reggies um reggie ice hit me for his attack um this says i can't attack with uh with the v-, v pokemon right um so in my head i'm thinking okay ptcgo never lets you attack so uh in my my head i'm thinking i just can't damage it so i was trying to i i declared my attack thinking okay i'm not damaging it but now it can't damage me um Ultimately, I was wrong um, with the wording. Um, In the wording, it says, uh, you know, a V Pokemon can't attack. Um, You know, got a head judge out there, um, you know, that ultimately ruled um, when even though you declare an attack, it doesn't mean like just just because it says you can't attack, if you declare, you're still attacking. So although I just wasn't able to attack, you know what I'm saying? Um, Mm -hmm. so my Pikachu ultimately, um, was a sitting duck at that point and then just, um, dies. Um, I, again, that was on me because I just assumed, um, I knew the card without actually reading it beforehand. Um, you know, there's a hundred different cards where we have a pretty general idea of what they do. Uh, Sometimes, like we've said multiple times on the cast, read the text. (laughs) Yeah. So don't just assume. So I assumed, um, made an appeal, um, on my understanding or where I thought it, the ruling should be based on the wording. Um, ultimately I was wrong. Um, but I still bounced back in one game and two and three, um, really good series a fun series. Uh, the opponent was super awesome. Um, so again, I didn't take any offense when he called judge, um, cause I was actually curious too. Um, even though it ultimately messed me up, um, you know, it was still a learning experience uh, to to go from there. So, um, yeah I know we've harped on this before but don't don't ever feel bad for calling a judge regardless
1: now if you're ever unsure of anything in a situation call the judge I mean um I luckily got I got out scot free of judge calls on me on this this weekend so right um, no judge calls I thought we might have it in actually my last game in, in Reggie in the reggie matchup but mm-hmm. uh, we just kind of he remembered what I actually did he I attached extra energy but right uh, we worked it out via going through like uh, the discard pile and stuff like that but uh, right. um yeah you you just if you are unsure of anything how the interaction would work just get a judge to come over and then they'll explain it they'll figure it out and they'll make sure it's done right hopefully 100 percent um but you saying that
0: with your reggies um that kind of brings me in the next um this one's a bigger pet peeve where i i had a little bit of an issue with one of my opponents um is board state and keeping your board state clean um obviously some people keep it very neat some people have cards scattered all over the place um in generally i don't care if you're super neat super like semi-dirty um you know as far as like board state and, and cleanliness of it um but i was playing against my third mew um and he was not really doing a great job at his genesecs, um, as far as indicating which ones were used and not used. Um, for me, I like to use um, coins, some you know, to something to indicate yep. I've used something. He was, he had his bench, and he was pushing him down a little bit, right, every time he used one. And I am pretty certain, um, like ninety percent certain, he double Genesect on one of them. Um, and I said, no, you've used it. And he's like, no, I haven't. It's not marked. Um, and his board state aside from moving up and down of his genesex, um, were, you know, very sloppy and his cards were all over the place. Um, and he didn't really communicate. Um, he just shook his head most of the time, which it was a little bit, um, weary. Um, do I think he was cheating or anything? No, I don't think so. I think it was more of a product of a dirty, messy board state. Um, and I don't know, I, I don't know if anybody, you know, listening knows if it's taboo or not, but like, I, I'm at to a point where I'm going to use my own coins to mark my opponent to make sure something like that doesn't happen. Um, I, I have to yeah. get back with somebody, but like that ultimately didn't cost me because he whiffed the card. He needed the one card, um, in that game. Um, even with an extra Genesect, in my opinion, um, again, I don't think it was malintent there. Um. But it very well could have lost me the game, you know, that extra draw power because um, he was one card short of his combination. Um, so board state is very crucial. And yeah, I, I'm going to be more of a stickler on my opponents on that, uh, more so than anything yeah. else because I, it lends to so many shady things that could happen.
1: Yeah, I don't see And if um, I don't see a problem asking the opponent for a clear way to indicate that you use something, uh, most of my opponents that did Genesect would, you know, you know, do the old magic tap, at least uh, turn them sideways. One guy did use dice; he just put a dice a die on it. One
0: hundred percent, that's fine. Um, but
1: like, he was just moving it slightly down. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, anything it to indicate satisfied. that you're doing it. And like, I, I, for me, I, I was asked to tap my Bibarel's when right. I used them because. Yes. I'm not used to having two on the board, but one game I did and my opponent, I, I went incisors number one and he's like, can you tap it Since to know that you did at least like for each one? Right. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's a good, I'm, I'm like, I literally said I'm not used to having two. So I usually just say incisors and I, I don't have another one to like, right. Um, to do on the turn. So it's not really worth well, even with I like, I, I indicate, didn't, but.
0: I didn't play against any Italians, but um I've noticed players in the past, Um, with a lot of the scoop up net shenanigans uh, where they'll, you know, they'll play the drizzle then they'll scoop up and then play down that that Sobble again, but still like cock him or indicate that that one has been played that turn and cannot be evolved. You know what I'm saying? Um, So things like that are pretty important as well. So just making sure that your opponent can always read um, what's happening there. Uh, And especially, you know, going through games fast, um, you don't want to leave your opponent with a bad like obviously we're all there to win but um you know leaving the board state that dirty can definitely lead to questions um and miscommunication and because of that it could lead to you know bad blood judge calls um not necessarily physical hostility but you know having that hostile feeling um or feeling cheated um so it that is a big one for me is board state please keep keep your 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 pokemon with abilities somehow um you know, indicated that they've used it or are clean to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do your due diligence and keep an eye on. on I mean, I, I will also make a public service announcement. Just keep an eye on your opponent's play in, in general uh, after this weekend. I mean, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you are on Pokemon's Twitter, you've heard things about that have happened at, at said tournament this weekend. So I think that's a good be,
0: transition right now. let just, just
1: be vigilant of your of your opponent's play and make sure everything's on the up and up. Uh because mistakes can happen. Uh people can get ahead of themselves. Um or people can blatantly cheat.
0: Right. I don't know. Either way. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. But just if you're if you're on it watching them then they really can't do anything. It goes because... back to
0: eye contact. And, and yeah. Board state for sure.
1: Yep. Um, so yeah, just let's, let's talk about this. Because... We're
0: going to talk about the elephant in the room right now, because um, as many good things as, um you know, Baltimore had there as far as Pokemon play meta, um, just some of the stories, some of the decks that's been out there um, seeing success. Um, there was some bad stuff that happened. Um, some top players were accused of cheating. Um, cheated on stream intentionally or unintentionally i'm not going to speak to that um i'm not it's not a witch hunt i'm not i'm not going out for these players um you know twitter does a good enough job of that um it's more of a public service announcement to um you know pay attention to your opponent like you said um you know there there are definitely things that are unintentional um and i'm going to bring up the the uh, isaiah um playing the ireta on stream um and accident or grabbing two items uh we've all mm-hmm. seen the memes it's kind of funny uh that you know irita literally can do anything um but i i don't even remember the cards i think he got a cross switcher and a ball search yeah. off irita um and i i again i i don't think there was any malintent there because clearly he could um he could have just easily grabbed you know the a, water or a water that he in. wanted
1: to um, he could have grabbed a water Pokemon that will get him another item. Right. I mean, um, so I don't have that... an issue with that. Now,
0: the issue that I do have, I guess, and I, I'm not trying to witch hunt him, but it's like, if you make a mistake like that and you clearly realize it, and I think he probably did, um, own up to it, because um, ultimately I think that there there was somebody that called him out, or you know, the judge asked, oh. you know, would you would you pull off that Arida? Um, and then uh, he was
1: he was questioned by his opponent. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and then he showed friend.
0: Yeah. And he showed a Palkia um, that he pulled a Palkia and not a like, again, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't in his shoes. I'm not in his mind. I don't Um, just don't leave, you know, yourself up for that and be honest. Like, like I said, I went going back to the agron game. I was on tilt and I forgot my two prizes, um, which I should have taken. And ultimately, you know, I still think it's a weird penalty, a two, a two prize penalty for not taking prizes. Um, But I was honest about it and I, you know, I was like, oh, well, the game, I'm already, you know, in a bad situation now. Uh, Might as well try to just hurry the next two games up and try to make something of it. Um, So I guess it's just, it just goes back to, um, you know, being honest. Again, if you make a mistake, own up to it. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you have anything else to say to to that.
1: No, I mean, I mean, I have my opinions on it. I kind of put them out there on twitter so i I'll, I'll, I'll just you can look that up if you want
0: if you really really right. want i don't think opinion. i actually saw yours so um, um there was a couple other instances and again I, I don't even remember who all did these but um there was instances of double supportering um again that goes back to potentially um cheating intentionally um or even just board state again if it's super sloppy um you I, I know when I was an early player, I de- definitely double-supported because Board State wasn't, you know, kept clean like it should be. Um, and, again, I'm not – it's not a witch hunt. I'm just saying um, be on the lookout. Um, intentional or not, things like that can happen, um, especially at these
1: levels. Yeah, especially when things – I mean, a lot of the contention around uh, what we were just talking about, too, is because it was – in the final minutes of a round, where play pace of play is extremely heightened, right? Um,
2: so that's, that's where
1: I think you just I, I think it's on the both of you to be extremely vigilant vigilant on things like that, where you can notice things, and it's not necessarily your if this play happens that your opponent's trying to get over on you or or intentionally trying to cheat. Just like if I mean we all play the game, you're thinking about nine actions that you need to take within. 30 seconds. So if you do happen to just jump ahead in action, I don't think your opponent's going to go, Hey, you're cheating. They're going to go, Hey, right. you, you're skipping a step. Like,
0: yeah, I think we've all right. done it where we grabbed the level ball and then immediately grabbed like the supporter that we were going to grab from the, yeah. the shady yeah, dealings I, instead of grabbing the or times. something like that. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're
1: definitely. Like, mistakes happen uh, again. Um, I, I mean, I am pretty sure in the same tournament, I quick balled for an arena. <laughs> because I just assumed I had already grabbed lumineon right, right. <laughs> uh I literally put down the arena like you do you, you used a quick ball, I'm like, oh, that's a um, magic quick ball <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, 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 so I was like, I need the lumineon first like it, and it, and everyone your, your opponent it. was just... paying attention to you, yeah um, but you, you know and
0: you weren't you clearly weren't trying to cheat, but again, like it's understandable when you maybe jump ahead a little bit,
1: yeah because i mean you might be executing an action thinking about two or three ahead so
0: right so one last thing when it comes to cheating or potential cheating um again not witch hunting um because twitter does a good enough job at that um but uh palming cards is another thing that uh came up again this weekend um and that is not an, uh, a mistake um don't do that keep an eye on your opponent again with a board a dirty board say it's easier for your opponent to do that if they have malintent. Um, that mm-hmm. is that is in my mind,, um, yeah, it, beyond belief and and there should be severe penalty for uh, a, a penalty like that because there is no accidental. We were just talking about, you know irita um or or potentially double support ring, which are arguable on both ends where it's it could be intentional or not. This is not uh, in my state. So, um, you know, any player that does that deserves to be disqualified. um, And if they continue to do that, um, they should be completely just removed from the game because we've seen this happen um, time and time again. And I saw a a tweet um, not specific towards anybody, but uh, JW Prewall, you know, said the bet, you know, the the sad thing about, you know, some players um, that are, quote unquote cheating, um, you know, that are our our top level players is they're doing it because they feel they deserve to win over you. Um, And just because, you know, like a player like you or me um, isn't like a big name player um, or somebody that's even just there for the first time um, doesn't mean they didn't put the work in doesn't mean that they don't deserve, um, you know, a chance at winning Um, just because such and such is a more seasoned player and has more success overall in their career. Doesn't mean they deserve it more. Um, so that mindset, uh, it, it that that tweet really kind of stuck with me, um, and it's a sad truth, I guess. Um, just because you've seen yeah. success before, does not mean you deserve it now. You need to work for it, and need to work for it uh, constantly, constantly, and with honor. I mean, again, we're all here to win. We're all here to you do it. But it, I would not be able to live myself if I knew I cheated um, to make cut or cheated. And got away with it in one of regionals. Like, really? I mean, I don't. I yeah. I don't even have the words to describe. So if if the palming thing was legit, I, I'm I'm pretty sickened over that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, there's no place for it. That's all. Yeah, that's all I got. Right. Well, all right. I'm. I want to do a quick. The,
0: yeah, that was enough about uh Pokemon play. I know we want to do a review on the venue and the city of Baltimore
1: in general. I to, as yeah. opposed. So I know this is like a little bit more, I, I don't know, a little bit more of a downer, but I have to give Hey, some,
2: we bit. talk
0: a lot of positive and, you know, we usually try to shine the light on the positive. There are times where we have to talk about the negative uh, as well, just to and try to, you know, make be, change for the better.
1: This isn't like to be negative, but I just, I, I, I didn't, really feel that Baltimore was a very safe place to have a regional, be dead honest. And I am not the one that had any interaction with people in the streets. Right. So I've heard multiple people have negative reactions, hostile reactions with, with people around the venue.
0: We were already talking about Gabe Smart earlier and he had a tweet there that he was threatened um, at gun with a gun um, when he was out in the streets after, after, you know, regionals was over I know whenever we were done and walking back to our Airbnb, which was like a you know, like a mile away or whatever, it wasn't that, yeah. that far of a it's walk. A ten minute walk. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I didn't feel I'm a grown adult, um, you know, close yeah. uh, thirty-seven years old. I did not feel comfortable walking back there. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't had to, feel like you and Colton had to come back or with me. Um and, and, sure and, and you guys felt the
1: same way. i i I, yeah because i mean you guys were going to the same place and i was going somewhere different and i didn't want to walk alone because i we walked there and just the walk there i mean i'm not i don't want to get on anyone for their situation in life but you can just tell there's a people that are around that area that would might take advantage of a guy out by the street by himself like like what happened to gabe or where someone down under luck might find that uh Doing something untoward, you is better than where they're at currently. Right, and, that, and like said, just...
0: I said, I brought my son out there, and my wife and and child went back to the Airbnb Airbnb, um, well before it got dark. Um, and you know, plenty of like people out. Uh, but even then, like like I I I was like, oh, my wife like text me when you get back because like I, like w- there were a lot I, of people out there that were questionable and giving you side eye looks. I've had I've been to Baltimore one other time and I just I've never felt super safe uh yeah. super safe there with just general public um in and, and just looks I was getting for doing nothing at all except for just walking yeah. down the street.
1: Yeah, and that's that that's my whole point on that is just that I don't know if it's where that venue sits in Baltimore, but uh, I just been to a lot of other cities and never really had that same feeling right ever
0: 100 um, percent agree
1: 100 i would
0: I, rather I, go to philadelphia uh, as a Pittsburgher. i feel safer in philadelphia with a steelers jersey on than going to baltimore just walking down with a pokemon jersey uh, yeah,
1: i yeah i don't even i wouldn't even felt safe with a Ravens jersey on right so <laughs> um beyond that like that's just that was my hugest thing because I just literally felt sketchy outside of the venue. Uh, on top of that, the fact that we finished at ten thirty, like that was the other yeah, uh, bummer is, part. It was a really, really long day. Right. I don't know if uh, what caused that, organization wise, uh, running that main day switch. Everything just seemed,
0: seemed just to be behind. It, Everything dragged out. It needs to yeah. go a little faster, especially uh, even if it was the safest city in the world. Um, we need to get out to Eden. Time by the time we all got out, if we if we were playing for something in the ra- last round of day one, yeah. there's like there's nowhere you can go eat. Yep. Like, um, I don't know if that's really acceptable. Um, you know, for for for
1: you know the organizer to let it drag out that long. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I get it that it's it's fifty minute rounds and you're playing nine of them. I mean, that's nine hours, but. For you started you're supposed to start at eight fifteen, I believe. I don't think we started till what, like nine, eight thirty or something. Was it eight thirty? It was well after nine o'clock, um, yeah. in the morning
0: until we fir- had our first game.
1: Yeah. and
0: I feel like when we went to NAIC in um in Columbus that. You know, it was a long day. A lot of people there, but I
1: I feel like we got yeah, out at a decent I, time. I, we were good to go. Yeah, that was in comparing it to other regionals, it just seemed very clunky. I don't know, like if I was in a, uh, like it just felt like I don't know short-staffed. You know, one of those things where people there wasn't enough people to make everything move smooth. But right, it just felt very clunky. And then getting out at ten thirty, uh, in that area was not like ideal to me. Other I than agree. that, like though. The experience. I don't. I don't want to like just pile on bad because uh, there was still a lot. Everything else was experience like experience wise. Everything else was fun. The the judges were great. The the people th- there like everyone was nice. Um, it was. It seemed a little small, but hey, that's what it is. Uh, of the venue, uh, but everything else seemed t- taken care of. So, I was just. Not happy that it was in Baltimore because of how. Although Baltimore I did find is. it weird that and, we were
0: in Baltimore, and this is the first regionals I've been at that, like, there there was no bag check. Um, not to say anybody shady was going to come in, um, but there was not a lot of security compared to, um, you know, the rest of the regionals and uh, the ICs that we've been to last season. Um, yeah. so there was if, if for convenience wise, it yeah it, it moved a little smoother. Um, but there
1: was you know. A little less checks, and I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Right. I'm just putting my two cents out since we have the two cents to give. Right. Um, so maybe next time it's a little bit better. Or hey, uh, come to Pittsburgh.
0: Yes, please come I'm to not, Pittsburgh. I'm not trying
1: to do Pittsburgh Baltimore <laughs> rivalry. I'm just saying we have a very big convention center in a nice town that isn't too crazy. So, right.
0: Yeah, Pokemon, please, if you're listening, Pittsburgh needs a regionals. <laughs> I don't care that we're just a, a stone's throw away from Columbus.
1: <laughs> All right. I think it's time to do some fun stuff. Let's, yeah, let's, let's go into
0: stuff. some fun stuff.
1: It's, it's time, time for trivia. 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 That's us trivia. So trivia. Do you have a trivia ready to go?
0: I do. So I don't anticipate you getting this, uh, this right, but I'll give you like a, a second chance life if you don't get the first one right, because it, it is a little bit different. But we're going to play... Um, Guess this Pokemon, this attack belongs to, standard uh, legal per the use. Um, And the attack name is Spooky Shot.
1: Spooky
0: Shot. And I will say this, though. Nobody, I think, has ever used this attack.
1: And now it makes me feel like it's on a Pokemon that I would actually know that it's on but
0: uh i'm gonna say i'm, it gonna, go with a, have I'm an, gonna
1: go i'm gonna go with a gengar
0: very close no i'm i'm gonna give you a second chance because i didn't think you would get that because i think you would have necessary if you would have got it if i gave you the ability name um and we're okay. gonna go to the ability name now and i'm pretty sure you're gonna get this in two seconds flat but ability for this Pokemon. Curse of De-Evolution.
1: Oh, okay. So that's Bennett. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Yep. Bennett has made a crazy uh, uh, appearance this this weekend at Baltimore. Yeah, Yeah, I I heard there was some
0: Bennett shenanigans, and again I I, I brought this card up because um, depending on how good or bad Gudra is going to be in the early meta I think um, Bennett might play a huge factor in you know putting her down um, because if it's uh, if it's de-evolved, I believe that ability goes away, right? And even even if it doesn't, it's just less HP.
1: Yeah. Well, even then, like most uh, most times, you would hit and then like devolve just so that you get the knockout after the fact.
0: That's true. I mean, with the Gudra, they, they're going to heal most likely, so that's probably... You're not going to get it in that case. Yeah. Um, but being able to do it beforehand, potentially how that ruling is, but I, I thought it was an interesting enough card to bring up.
1: Alright. So, I'm going to go with the good old name this supporter. Uh, after I read what it does, you have to tell me the name of the supporter. So, this one... And this is standard legal, so you... Well, you
0: thankfully, thankfully, you're not going back in time.
1: Yeah, I'm not going that far back in time, so... The supporter reads, choose up to three of your benched Pokemon. For each of these Pokemon, search a deck for a different type of basic energy card and attach it to the Pokemon, to that Pokemon. Then shuffle your deck.
2: Your turn ends. Hmm. How do I not
0: remember this ever being a thing? Standard legal, and it is a supporter, not an item.
1: It is a supporter.
0: Well, it's not.
2: It goes, I will give
1: one quick hint. It pairs with one particular card very well.
0: Well, Kecleon, probably, or something to that effect. Oh
1: uh, no, not Kecleon. Um,
0: dude, I'm stumped. <laughs>
1: it's there, for... there is a uh, there is an Alcremie that it pairs with. Oh. Oh, it's, 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 it's the Cafe Master. That is correct. Is oh,
0: oh my gosh. With, with his little, like that, what does that mean with the guy like that does a little salt thing is basically yeah. doing that thing. How did I not yeah. get Cafe Master? <laughs> I'm so mad at myself. Cafe oh, Master my get your three basic energies Man. attached to
1: three, three, three Pokemon.
0: I just thought that card was so bad it never saw play that it just completely blocked out of my head. Oh my gosh! Well, Appet it is master. get out
1: of here. It is a. <laughs> I mean, this is a little bit like trying to decide whether it's a good card, but uh, I think if you put it in El Creamy, you can get a wickedly weird deck out of it. But that, yeah, but makes you have it to not... put it in a deck without Creamy. <laughs> well, yeah, because it does. Then you could not. Your turn doesn't end then. So, yeah, that's right. Uh, the, that's right. The turn ending is kind of like the heart the the right the shell that breaks the back on that one. Right, I agree. No good one. You got me. All right, stump, stump, got the stump. All right. So now it is time for Ren Ren, Ren Car bad bad, bad, bad bad. And uh, now uh, we're gonna go ahead and I think we're gonna we're gonna stick with. Lost Origin, right? Yeah. So uh, we will, uh, as per the use in this random card collect, uh, random card madness, uh, we will randomly generate a card from 196, is that number, that set list. So uh, we have got today on the rollabout wheel uh, number 80, which gives us The basic Pokemon, Mimikyu, uh, HP 70 uh, Psychic Pokemon, with two attacks. We have one attack for one Psychic, Perplex. Your opponent's active Pokemon is now confused. And then we have the attack, Worst Gift. For a Psychic and a Colorless, its damage is 10 times. This attack does 10 damage for each damage counter on all of your opponent's Pokemon. Didn't we just talk about this card last week? I did was this a was I this, think we did. did we think we I, I think it this? was
0: uh I brought it up with uh in combination with um you said Mimikyu it was another card that kind of was along the same vein. But I think it could be a pretty good one up tech um in a in a box deck where if you're doing a lot of damage, it could definitely um finish off a Pokemon, especially with the addition of Thornton. Um, potentially being able to do that um in a finishing off a of Pokemon um feels pretty good. Maybe not a deck that you're going to, you know, have a deck completely circle around or be based upon, but as a one of um, yeah, I, I, I like that card a lot.
1: Okay. Well, I'll agree with you. It's not, it's not, it's, it's a card that might, might find usage uh, as a closer, in a deck, because that attack is pretty good. Uh, if you have damage spread out across a lot of Pokemon, um, even if I mean, even we're talking just damage one Pokemon, you're just doubling whatever's on it. So um, we'll go with we'll go with the. You might want to keep one or two of those. So yeah, I like it. It's not right. it's
0: Not canon, or it's not just a, a ball pit or anything like that.
1: I'm double dipping because I think you are all right. I think we, for whatever reason, brought that Pokemon up last time. So I'm not sure if we talked about this guy or not, but I've randomly generated another number. Uh, this uh, number is card number 40. We got a basic Pokemon, Infinian, Uh with a water Pokemon, 50 HP, with the awesome ability called Oceanic Accompaniment. As often as you'd like during your turn, you may attach a water energy card from your hand to one of your pokemon that has the swim freely attack and then it attacks for 10 damage for one water energy with its water gun so um, uh,
0: yeah I, I think this is uh you know not a card you're going to see a lot of play just because uh you, you know it's kind of being linked with the dugong um because it has that uh, the freeze the swim freely um if it was just to any pokemon i think it would be busted and you would see it in a lot of decks um, Still a card I would keep in my uh binder. Um, you know, if you want to come out and play uh, a deck that kind of goes along with swim freely, but ultimately I don't think swim is gonna see enough play in the meta to be relevant. It kind of really reminds me of like the uh the the Maractus deck with uh with um I forget what even just accelerates the energy to it at the moment, but uh, it very much reminds me of that. Yeah, the Cherum with the Maractus, it very much reminds me of that kind of thing. And although the deck can just take those big wins against even the meta decks, um, ultimately I don't think it's consistent enough to to hang, so uh, that's kind of the vibes I'm getting.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I just don't see the uh, the Swim Freely attack on enough things. That matter, um, the Kingdra, the Seadra that has it is kind of neat because then you can use the Kingdra to hit for I don't know bigger damage, but the Seadra also can hit for bigger damage. I it's a card that you may find use for it if you're gonna happen to use a Pokemon that has swim freely on it. Like that's all. Right. Um, I, I the dugong is probably the the big one um, because it can actually hit for a lot of damage and then you'll be using that uh, ability more more often because of the way Dugong works Alright, with that being said
0: let's jump over to Ryan and Turtwig and let's talk a little bit about the meta that was
2: Ladies and gentlemen trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to Turtwig talks the meta. This is your host Ryan, otherwise known as RY for Gaming. I am joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. I just got back from Baltimore, and I'm super happy to bring you guys the meta report this week. So first and foremost, I would like to thank all my opponents at the Baltimore Regionals for playing against me. I had a wonderful time. I went five, three, and one, and lost at round nine. So thank you to all my opponents. I love everyone. You guys made it a great experience. So. This week, we had 16 tournaments, 1,411 unique deck plays, and 3,520 matches to cover this week. Now, let's get right into those top 8s. Starting off, Zorark had 13 top 8s, Giratina had 18 top 8s, Palkia Kyurem had 20 top 8s, and Palkia Straight had 22 top 8 finishes this week. Hmm, I don't hear much about Arceus. And that's it for the top eights this week. Now, let's have a look at those boring meta numbers. All these decks had over a 50% win rate this week, those being Palkia Inteleon, Kierum Palkia, Lost Zone Box, and Arceus Inteleon. Notable changes to literally everything, so I'm just going to start going off. Giratina was up in play percentage by 8%, and down in win percentage by 7%, bringing it to a play percentage of 11% and a win percentage of 50%, so break even, Giratina's got some uh, working up to do. Zorark was up in play percentage by 7.5%, and down in win percentage by 7%, putting it under 45% win percentage for the week, and with around 10% play percentage. and Talion was down in play percentage, but up in win percentage. That's a little bit of a teeter-totter this week. And Palkia was around a 10% win play percentage with a 55% win percentage being as consistent as it is. Kirin Palkia was up in play percentage by 7.5% and down in win percentage by 3%. While that might sound like a lot, it went from a 58% win percentage down to a 55% and a play percentage of about 9%. Palkia Kirin is going ham. Mew Genesect was down in win percentage by 3.5%, putting it under 50%. Lost Zone Box was up in play percentage and win percentage by 4% each. Hisuian Gujar was up in win percentage by 4%, and RCS Talion was up in win percentage by 5% to round off this week. I would like to thank our local group at Heroes Inc. Comics and our local group at 4 Horsemen Comics and Games by shouting out all of our local players. I love all of you guys. Thanks again for showing up. You guys are awesome. And I would also like to give a special shout out to our juniors and their parents for coming out to our Saturday Junior League at Heroes and Comics. You guys have been making my weeks better and better. Seriously, it, it I, I missed you guys at Baltimore. I was really hoping to make day two and come by and have the kids be super excited for me. But, uh, I, you know, I, I, th- I think it would be, I think it's cool just how I did. So, I can't wait to see, I can't wait to see you guys on, on Saturday. And now, without further ado, let's talk about the decks that won this week. All these decks had a single win this week, those being Zorark, Gudra, Giratina, and Arceus Agron. The Regis had two wins this week, Palkia Inteleon had five wins this week, and Palkia Curum was sitting with the other Palkia with five wins. So, turk to on getting all this data ready just for you, so if you can let us know on Twitter at RY4Gaming your thoughts on this week's report. That does it for this week's Turtwig Talks to the Meta. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers.
1: All right. Another great meta report from Ryan. And shout out to him for having a pretty decent performance right? at Baltimore as well. Yes, he had the you... winning in, it, uh, as, as did you. Uh, yeah. And
0: ultimately, it had a heartbreaker. And I and obviously feel for him, but he's a heck of a player. Can't wait to see him you know, bounce back to the next yeah. one, As I know he he can make that, uh, you know, that run on
1: that cut. And Turtwig was there too.
0: Right. <laughs> he was gathering
1: evidence, uh, gathering uh, evidence, uh, First gathering hand data for this meta report. So First hands. First hand <laughs> gathering this week. Um, so, but as always, it's time for the news. And this week's big news is uh, more card releases for things that will be, in silver tempest and the big thing is the two big pokemon and the biggest one is good old lugia we got look at lugia v and lugia v star before
0: we uh, get into them the arts on all of these lugias are out
1: of this world they are sick uh, the basic art lugia v if that's the base art i am <laughs> wow I am, i'm good I'm just giving. <laughs> who needs the alt it, who needs who cares the what the art? alt looks like if, if I, I haven't seen an alt art yet but if that's the base art what is the alt art gonna look like cuz that <laughs> looks like something out of a movie i mean great art on that uh that's an Arita too so as we know Arita's a good artist so yes he's also putting out a lot he's put out a lot of great cards all right but anyway for what the what lugia does um, so, uh, the V does have two attacks, uh, nothing too crazy. Uh, it's got a draw attack that you probably wouldn't want to use and a really expensive 130 uh, damage attack as well. Right. So, what you want to use Lugia for is the V-Star. So, we get the V-Star, we get up to another 280 Pokemon, HP Pokemon, so Beef Boy uh, in there. Uh, And it comes with an attack and a V-Star power in the form of an ability. The attack is for four colorless energy, because Lugia is a colorless Pokemon. Um, You have Storm Dive that does 220 damage, and you may discard the stadium in play. So, bye-bye, Path to the Peak, uh, so that you can use this ability, which is Assemble Star V-Star power. You may use this during your turn. Choose up to two colors Pokemon from your discard pile, except for Pokemon with a rule box, and put them on your bench. Uh, So you can't get V, you can't get Radiance, but you can get other Pokemon and put them right on your bench. You can get other Stage 2 Pokemon and put them right on your bench. That's very convenient
0: because there is another Stage 2 Pokemon in this very article um, that might really just help that Awkward, uh, you know, energy cost there of four colorless energies. What what card would that be, Chuck?
1: Yeah, that would be uh, Archyops, if I'm saying it correctly. That's why I'm going to go with because he's a stage two. Obviously, we you would have to go uh, fossil stage one him, but uh, with Lugia, if you put him right on the board, he comes with an ability that's Primal Turbo. Once during your turn, you may search your deck for two special energy cards and attach them to one of your Pokemon. Then shuffle your deck. So two special energy. What what special energy card do we have in format that's really good right now? That you know is colorless. Yeah, would that be uh, double, double, double 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 turbo, turbo energy? Yeah, yeah, we can yeah get double two turbo. Of those. Yeah. Oh, that equals four energy. Oh, that turns on Lugia's attack. Granted, yes, it would be one hundred and eighty am- damage, but uh, we're not even talking about you know attacks for turn. Right. Um, you could attach a double turbo for your turn as your energy. Gluga's ability uh, and then get two double or uh, two powerful colorless energies and end up doing 20 more damage for your turn.
0: You could even put it in with a melody package, um, use melody um, and then potentially even have power, co- powerful colorless. So instead of doing 220, um, you could potentially, you know, charge it up that very turn with with that and uh, be hitting for what, uh, 200 and 60 damage.
1: 60.
0: uh we, and then if you put a choice belt on that, uh that's what 290. Um, Basically, so, we're saying
1: Lugia equals
0: unlimited power. Exactly. <laughs> uh so definitely that that's definitely a very obvious uh card combination having Lugia with uh with the stage two bird. Um I'm not even gonna attempt to say that name. Uh, but um still we'll see. Uh because that that's only good for one to like. I don't know if you how how that, or you know how often you can chain these things uh, together. You know what I'm saying? Uh,
1: and, and that's we're just talking about Lugia at the moment. Like you right. could use Lugia to get this thing out and then put it on uh, whatever colorless Pokemon you want. Uh, I mean, RCS jumps to mind, but I mean you could use uh, Slacking. Uh, he hits for a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, salamance <laughs> Sal- Sal- salamance maybe um, this
0: is what salamance ultimately
1: needed yeah, yeah salamance meta inbound salamance right. meta inbound all right, right. before rotation
0: yeah, we busted it right
1: there uh they're all birds too they're all flying flying meta inbound apparently flying right. inbound all right uh yeah but i i, I basically Lugia's cool uh, you can get some really cool, I mean, you can basically bring Salamance VMAX when you're discarding into play with Archie Ops and then power it all up. We're, we're, we're breaking the thing right here. We're right breaking now. the
0: thing right now. I um, mean, I'm not sure how completely meta-relevant this is going to be, um, but it definitely there's definitely a combination there that yeah. that leads to some fun interaction. Um, yeah. So definitely worth at least playing uh, at the local levels. We'll see how how viable or how sustainable this could be.
1: Yeah, and Archeops, I mean, uh, it's, it's a cool ability. I mean, it's two special energies. And we're not talking about you don't have to put it on a colorless Pokemon so you can get uh, other energies that provide energy of certain, certain types as well. So uh, I think that might – I think he's a pretty cool Pokemon for uh, a pretty good ability. All right. Um, but the other big reveal – as we oh, continue moving on. I, I got to take points on this one. I'm sorry. I got to a point on this one. So um,
0: unknown V beast and V star. Um, I'm excited about this card. I'm actually more excited about the V over the V star, but we're going to talk about both, um, you know, hashtag, uh, you know, team unknown, uh, you know, I uh, have to talk about I have to talk about this first and foremost. So um,
1: unknown V uh, is basic Which- Pokemon shout out for actually using the like the unknown character v for the uh, unknown on the card so <laughs> that is 100% correct and that's a great a great point out
0: um but um so unknown v uh, basic pokemon like i said uh, 180 hp psychic type pokemon with a weakness to dark a resistance to fighting retreat of 1 um all pretty standard things there nothing too crazy but it has a um two attacks um so the first one um confuse uh seal 30 uh 30 damage your opponent's active pokemon is now confused um it's serviceable i don't think that's what you know people are going to necessarily be excited for um but it's second attack which you know is pretty exciting potentially depending on where this meta um you know winds up but for three colorless um It has a second attack, which is victory symbol. Um, if you um, if you only have one prize left when using this attack, you win. (laughs) Uh so you victory formation right there. Right. It's definitely victory formation. (laughs) It does this was a Blacephalon GX kind of a thing. Um kind of vibes right there. You just take prizes. You don't um,
1: to take the price, you just win the game. Yeah, you just yeah. win. So if
0: they're trying to stall you off or something like that, you can you could definitely pull them out. Um with with uh the lost zone being a thing, we've already kind talked about Mirage Gate. Um and there's you know a plethora of different ways you could charge this up by throwing them on the bench and then just using it um just to take a, a prize past you know something that's tanking. Maybe uh you're playing a Guja deck, you take out, you know, a couple Pokemon there and you just uh you have no way to take that tank, that last tank out. Um, you just take yeah. it that way.
1: Yeah, you use Gudra to tank, uh, tank, uh, from losing and, and and manage to get five prizes somehow, and then unknown just comes in and closes the deal. Right. So I
0: think that's a pretty exciting V Pokemon. We don't say that very often about the V over the V Star or V Maxes. Yeah. Um. So I think there's a lot of, um, you know play ability there and potential for that card maybe not as a archetype itself but as a tech card there will be a youtube video in its future right um but let's jump over to the unknown v star um so it is you know a stage one pokemon it does have um two attacks one being a v star power uh, but the first attack is tri power um so thrip uh, Flip three coins. This attack does seventy damage uh, times the number of heads. So a flip card, a um, little over underwhelming. Um, we've seen cards like this with Cramorant, with the Way of Lord um and countless others. Um I yeah. don't know if that's quite good enough for a V Star, you know, to to have a deck go around, but you know, it's serviceable there, I guess, in a pinch. Um, it's but- max two ten. If you hit three heads, that doesn't seem good. I, I definitely like the V over it, um, but does have a V Star Power, which was it, which is an attack um, for three colorless. We got um, Star Cipher. Cy- yep. Um, until this Pokemon leaves play, it gains the ability that um, has an effect: all your opponent's Pokemon weakness is now Psychic. Um, the amount of weakness doesn't change, uh, or the amount of weakness doesn't change. You can't use more than one V Star uh, power in a game. So, depending on the game, if there's something that's trying to play resistance to, you know, unknown, that might be kind of cool. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily, you know,
1: game-shattering, but it's 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 very similar to the Aerodactyl V Star power in that right. it gives the v-star an ability that will stick on it for a very that kind of changes the the game state around yeah Uh, but the only thing with this v-star power is that it on both of them their attacks so really they're going to revolve around you being able to do this as an attack do no damage and then hopefully be able to stay a turn in the active without yeah, uh, 250 doesn't it doesn't seem like a lot.
0: <laughs> There's so yeah. many things that
1: can just knock that out. Um, 250 is not a lot of HP. Um, darkness weakness doesn't help it, uh, at the moment. So, uh, I kind of like, like the V
0: more than the V star.
1: I do like to be more than the V star. I like that ability, I like that ability that it gains. It, if like it was
0: an, an ability, it would be a lot better, but it's an attack,
1: yes. Uh, um, so.
0: If it was ability, I think it would be a lot more playable. Uh, so unfortunately for unknown, um, it doesn't seem like the V star is the way to go. Um, but as a supporter or as a, a random tech, that V definitely sees a lot of uh, potential for me. Yeah, uh,
1: it's, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. V V star power. If it was an ability, that's my biggest thing. But speaking of V star powers, we have two more. Two, two more. <laughs> Two more coming, and they're coming in the forms of tools. So we have two tablets that um, that are two tablets that we can attach to any Pokemon. And uh, you give, well, Uh, it has uh, to be a Pokemon V. It has to be a Pokemon V, not any Pokemon. Got to read the card. So once I read the card, I realized that these can go to Pokemon V but then you give them a V-Star power. So the first one is Groove Tablet. Uh, so uh, yep. it comes and it gives your Pokemon an ability. And its ability is Star Alchemy. During your turn, you may search your deck for any one card and put it in your hand. Then shuffle your deck.
0: Who needs or, Arceus? <laughs> who needs Arceus?
1: Everyone can have budget Starbirth. And it's time.
0: actually faster. So theoretically you're going second you could attach this to whatever v pokemon you'd
1: like and then just use it you could uh essentially (laughs) make arceus faster and attach it to arceus v and star alchemy for the double turbo and trinity charge
0: (laughs) right yeah i mean you could do that i i've unfortunately seen people that said you just made Mew better um throw it Uh, on a genesect Hey, that card that you've tried to mill and mill and mill and couldn't find, well, hey, you just that that deck doesn't have a V star power that it's ever needed to use now. It does. uh, There's
1: there's the well, uh, it would be an ability, so you you would want to use it before Path of the Peak is in play. Yes. Uh, So uh, that would that would not work. I was going to say you could just sit sit this on a Genesect and wait until you. Uh, need to need a stadium but i mean thankfully
0: it is an ability but uh the stadium um you know path you know we'll see play back and forth but if you're going second and path not out i you're okay you're fine everything's cool
1: (laughs) so yep every every v any deck that runs a v pokemon can now have a v star power as long as
0: v pokemon are still thing before we transition into the um, into the next mechanic, um, and I why can't I remember it? The the ex Pokemon era. Um, as long as these are still relevant, this this card will see play. Um, yeah. I, I mean, just, it's, it's essentially
1: just, computer search. Yeah, right? yeah, so it's
0: it's, 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 uh, it's definitely computer search. Um, yeah, Starbirth. Uh, it, it's a little less um, you know good because you're getting one card, but hey, you can like I said, play it on your first turn going second. Um, heck, you can even play, play it, it on your first, on your first turn, first going, turn first. going first. Uh, so cards kind of busted, in my opinion. I don't know what say you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, as long as you're running a V Pokemon in your deck, I don't see why you don't have this card in it, unless you're don't like you have a more important V Star Power. Like you're, I don't think you put this in rcs decks because you have the real Star Birth and you still want to use that. Right, but uh, unless you're If you're not using V-Star powers, you don't have a V-Star power in your deck, but you have Vs, then you now have a V-Star power.
0: right?
1: Um, So yeah, that's that's a decent item that you're going to probably see a lot of use out of. Now, I did say we had two. So we have Earth Tablet. uh, Same requirement of having to go on a V-Pokémon, but this one gives you an attack that is a V-Star power. So uh, the attack is for three colorless. Star Gravity put damage counters on all of your opponent's Pokemon V until they each have a hundred HP remaining. Okay. So uh Urshifu just got a V star power.
0: Yes. Um yes. Uh this is definitely gonna go into spread. If we see spread see a lot of relevance here. Um, and put damage counters um on all your opponents, so it does go it, through Manafee.
1: Yeah, you can't not Manafee. Like you, man Manaphy will not protect you from hitting everything. I mean, right. obviously, you can't then rapid flow things the next turn. But that's the point: is you're putting everything within rapid flow damage. So that's crazy.
0: It is crazy, and if we see something dragapult esque that comes out that throws even more damage counters um, or anything like with loss zone. Um, there's there's the possibilities of this card being completely busted is, is pretty high. Um, currently, I don't know if it's going to see a whole lot of play, you know, when this card comes out, uh, I'm sure somebody's going to find a, a, a combination that will bust this, or, or a Pokemon combination.
1: I will um, break out my Rapid Strike Urshifu's again when this card. Goes I, out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't if know Urshifus if it'll be good
0: necessarily. <laughs> the card to go with it. I mean, it, could, it very well could be. Um, I keep thinking of um, Kyogre, and I know that that still doesn't go. But it's like, man, if Kyogre just could set something up quickly. Um, you know, that wasn't necessarily Kyogre with the awkward energy cost. Um, yeah. <laughs> this can kind of go in combination for the one two punch, you know. Yep. All right. So I think that's going to do it. These tablets are very interesting and potentially, um, going to shake things up quite a bit. Um, time will tell. Um, we'll see where we're at, um, you know, when Silver Tempest comes out. But, um, until then. Um, that is it for this article
1: yep that is it for the news.
0: Let's get into the meat of this episode's conversation right so uh
1: we have a little bit of time remaining,
0: right. If we you... went longer than expected, like we yeah. definitely uh we... talked a lot about the regionals and very thoughtful discussions and and meaningful and you know, I feel that we had a lot to say and had to say it, and I thought it was all a good conversation, but. So...
1: In, in that case, let's let's quickly cover a little bit of what we wanted to uh, in the pre-gaming for Peoria and the fact that we have a new meta inbound.
0: Right. So, so yeah, it isn't very early in the meta, but like you said, Peoria is coming up. Um, I know there's, you know, we have locally at, in Pittsburgh having a 1K is coming up weekend. Um, team challenges are happening. Uh, so if you're really trying to make, you know, a team on that aspect, um, you know, there's a lot of things to look out for. There's a lot of decks that are, you know, potentially going to change the meta. Um, and just kind of looking over at um at limitless and seeing percentage of play. Uh Garatina um is is the lion's share right now at, at just over 10%. Um it's, a new hot- know, hotness. it's the new hotness, which is there's a lot of viability to the Tina. Um and a lot of different options you can go. There's the Gabe Smart version where you're you're trying to consistently set up Garatinas for the Okos with um with Arceus, which is definitely viable. There's the 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 lost zone deck with the with the um, the confies, um in those kind of things. Um so definitely some viability there. The game's definitely um, different. Right, because uh, we haven't had Lost Zone. And I know a lot of people um, listening to this um, haven't had a lot of interaction with it. So there's a lot of cool different combinations you can do um, with that kind of engine. Uh, so there's a lot to be, even if you're not going to play it, um, a lot to be researched on that, um, just to be prepared how to counter it. Um, there's definitely things you can do. Um, but we, I guess we can go into that, you know, later at a later date. Um, but definitely be aware of Garatina and in different wind conditions that you're maybe not used to.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, the I mean, the lost zone is the new big mechanic. Garatina focuses a lot around that lost zone, so uh, there's going to be a lot of getting familiar with with that um, in there. But yeah, um, we have another. I mean. Uh, just going over what you might, I mean, like I said with Peoria and stuff, things that you might see. I mean, uh, Old Faithfuls are still around and doing well. I mean, Palkia and Teleon, still a good deck. You yeah. know, I mean, Eugenist Tech is still Still seeing well. a lot of win percentage,
0: just under 50%. Um, you know, still winning lots of games. Um, you know, I always forget what that new inclusion is that's the next Mew Killer. We've had so many Mew Killers, quote unquote, yeah. come up through the last six months. And Mew is still, you know, one of the top consistent decks. Um, so we'll see if that really is a Mew killer. But Mew did gain some things that definitely um, helps it stay relevant. Um, I think Lost City is a huge one, um, for sure, especially against those single prizers that kind of can can out prize race it. Um, being able to, you know, with uh, like even with like Radiant Zard. Um, they could just take it out and then it can't, it can't ever come back uh, with Reggie's, you know, you, you put that Reggie seal, that one of that's <laughs> <sits laughs> in everyone in the loss, uh, in the loss zone. It kind of just loses. Um, so there's definitely things that, that keep Mew relevant and, and, you know, potentially there's some more options there. Um, then Takia Kiram. I think the one thing is we're going to see is no more Ice Rider. Um, I think yep. Karam's just better than Ice Rider in every way, defensively, offensively. Um, it still gives Palkia that versatility with the steal um, and and Lightning weaknesses, so you're not just weak weak to one or the other. Um, so pretty good there. Uh, anything else to add to that? Since you were the Ice Rider player this weekend,
1: no, uh, I do. Yeah, Kirium just looks to be better, better Ice Rider at the moment. Um, he has an extra I think 10 HP right he has a little literally uncapped power um, unlimited unlike, power yeah it's a, it he it has the ability to accelerate granted you I mean you gotta run a ranguru with that but you have the ability to accelerate energies to himself um, so yeah he's just a little bit all around uh, a better version of a uh, Ice Rider at the moment uh, when you pair. So he's the, the better pair with Palkia. Yeah, um, yeah, you don't necessarily even, like
0: with Ice Rider, you would have to like Melanie every turn. And obviously Palkia came along and gave it a turn where you didn't. Um, and Kiram still probably falls into that boat generally, but being able to accelerate to yourself plus energy attached for turn, um, plus whatever you may have still had, um, yeah. it still has it, its own ability to you know, have energy.
1: Not that not that Ice Rider is sitting in his own deck, but he did have his own time in the sun in his own deck. I don't think you'll see Curium ever have that. I just think because his attack is three energy, um, relying on the fact that you have to do his attach, manually attach, and Melanie every turn to be able to do his repetitive attack. He won't be in a deck by himself, but he will definitely be a nice sidecar right. to Palkia.
0: Mm-hmm. Um and that's what we kind of are seeing right now where like most decks have two, you know two different kind of attackers
1: yep now uh i mean going down the list the next three popular decks are all new archetypes mm-hmm. uh we've and zorark uh and Zora uh, gudra and the lost zone box yep. um, which was something i didn't really see coming out of the 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 pool as much as some other things, but it is a crazy little box. But let's talk about Zorak and and Goudreau real quick because they're kind of sitting in the the same boat in my eyes. Uh, yeah, relatively, Zorak gets played a little bit more, but a little under fifty percent win rate on those. Just not knocking it out of the park at the moment, right? So um, maybe so, a little underwhelming. To, it, 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 it seems in like two it's weeks,
0: so far, uh, I mean. Obviously, the meta is super early, and I, probably a lot of top players have been focusing on, um, you know, the last one at Baltimore. So maybe not seeing completely um, yeah, accurate representation yet. Um, Zorark seems decent enough. Um, it's It only needs a double um to attack. Um, you know, it, it's definitely able to take those Okos with a lot of damage spread throughout your deck. And there's plenty of different ways with the Gengar with the with the damage pump um and things like that to kind of help spread that damage to your deck um but ultimately i think consistently the consistency is maybe a little lackluster so it might drop that down into uh, b or c tier um deck potentially at at least in the early goings that's what it looks like it's trending to too
1: yeah and then back back quickly to that uh lost zone box deck uh That's a cheeky looking cool single prize. Well, it's got two prizers in it and single prizers, but just uh, use the Lost Zone and hit for weakness. Maybe poke a little bit. Um, Just take advantage of what the Lost Zone can bring you. Uh, Using Drapion to take out Muse. It has Raikou in it to take out Pakias. Using Mirage Gate to get whatever energies you possibly need because it's running... uh, Three, three different types plus capture energies, but I don't think you can get mm-hmm. those uh, uses the kick cramerants to just hit for free. So uh, basically yeah, just you know taking advantage of the loss zone and uh, its way to accelerate energies and attackers and speed to uh, hit, hit things that are in the meta currently or weakness. So, And you see it doing pretty good success too. Yeah, and or, it, it definitely
0: opens up a lot of different options where you can kind of set up your board state to take multiple prizes um, or at least threaten um, it, basically any Pokemon that's in play on your opponent's side. Um, I think there's a lot of merit to uh, a Lost Box kind of deck. Um, ultimately, we'll see, you know, with with these kind of decks, we'll see if Empoleon really plays a key um you know a key part into a lot of um you know yeah. those bigger decks like the, the palkia decks um or even anything else that can kind of use him um just to buy that time because when empolion first came out you know there was it wasn't really that that was very underwhelming because a lot of the Pokemon you're using um you know were rule box Pokemon to draw cards. Now we're seeing a lot more of those basics um with celebrations Mew with Comfy um you know in a Rangaroo, things like that uh Gorman dies there's so many different options with um you know non-rule box Pokemon um it might be empoleon's time to really kind of shut that down.
1: Yep. He might um everyone get your altarts it might be time to be a little I bit have of a one. wanted I have
0: one I have one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but that's I mean those are the hot things right now. Um and and if you I mean, just, uh, I'm just looking at like uh, limitless and stuff. The, the, the best performing things, how uh, the best win percentage I see in a deck that has like at least 2% meta share is is the RCS Giratina at the moment. So mm-hmm. that seems to be the first thing to shake out to perform really well. We'll see if it can continue that way. Um, uh, so, uh,
2: yeah. Yeah, things to look I,
1: out for in two weeks in Peoria, or like you said, any of those other events that are coming up. We got one K next weekend. Right, uh, team challenges are starting up, and they're, they're going to be uh, Lost Origin legal. So we're, we're in a new meta now. New meta. Well, so we're in a new meta. Um I'm interested to see
0: how the Lost City might take. Um, how that affects one prizes because I feel like. Um, now more than ever, one prizers seem more relevant overall. Especially, you know, you know, with the success um of the Radiant Zard this weekend. Um, you know, in that one prize deck, um, with some of these lost zone one prizers and a bunch of you know, different techs, you know, there throughout a bunch of different um decks. Um that might be the thorn in the side right now. We'll see. Um you know it's kind of exciting because uh, the the meta is wide open again. Uh, there's it's definitely not uh, a known uh, thing like we've been for the last couple months. So, yep. um, you know, get your thinking caps on and let's uh let's throw that out there and see you know see where the you know, the next couple weeks you know have in store for the meta and the changes that we're gonna see. Yep.
1: All right. Well, I think that is gonna wrap this show up today. Mm -hmm. So as always, uh, thanks for listening till the end. Um, Jake, do you have anything else you want to put in before we go?
0: No, I think, I think we said it uh, at the beginning. Uh, Shout out to all our Pittsburgh area, local players. Um, You know, everybody had a heck of a run. Um, Love seeing our community grow. Everybody putting a good effort out there and not going down without a fight, all playing towards the end. Um, You know, I think ultimately that just shows that we're pushing each other here locally, um, and it's it's great to see, and I hope we continue to do that. And you know, next time, you know, or you know, in the future, near future, um, instead of pushing to try to get into cut, maybe we we play each other in the cut, and and I'm not saying just me and you, I'm saying, um, multiple people. Um, uh, it would be great to see us ourselves start to knock each other out while in the cut. You know, <laughs>
1: yep. Start, start worrying about playing each other in day two. Right. All right. Well, like I said, that's going to wrap it up. We will see you all next week. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pot. Plus, Jake... Where can you reach us directly?
0: Yeah, you can get me at panux one on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWhimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod.
1: Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later.